Hello and welcome to 100 Women in Insurance podcast. My name is Sandra Lewin and I am your host. I'm on the mission to make insurance a career choice, not a chance. Together with my amazing guests, we are sharing our career stories, tips and much more and hope to inspire to join and remain in insurance. The industry is changing, so it couldn't be a better time to showcase the fantastic women across the insurance market. Let's jump into today's episode. So before we get into the episode, let me introduce you to Mercy. I got recording happy and forgot to do the introduction. Still learning process. So who's Mercy Comer? She is an educator of all insurance. She's based in Ohio, US. She has over 40 years of experience in insurance advisory and risk management. She does say she'll be my oldest guest, so let's see if that's true. Despite her experience, she is these days all about cyber world, advising businesses on how to protect themselves from cyber. She also educates businesses around the insurance solutions. Mercy's background is also in insurance sales, and she shares an interesting perspective as to why we don't see as many women at the exec level in insurance. It's a perspective I've never heard of discussed in the UK, so hopefully it will start some conversations. When looking for the guests um, for this podcast, I came across Mercy's profile and seeing her title, Insurance is Sexy Cyber Diva, I had to get to know her and I had to share her with you. I do have a warning though, this episode has an explicit content, I know is insurance, but it does, so please make sure you listen to it with your headphones on. You hear me laughing number of times during this episode as Mercy keeps it honest, funny while sharing plenty of wisdom. Let's get into it. Hello, Mercy. It's really lovely to have you here. I'm I'm really glad that you agreed to be a guest on the podcast 100 Women in Insurance. I must admit, I come, came across your profile on LinkedIn and your tagline had me show up. I was like, I need to have you on this podcast. Insurance is sexy, cyber diva, speaker of all things insurance. I mean, come on. I, you had to be here. So I was so pleased when you said yes. <laughs> I'm a diva. I'm a prima donna. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't hide it. You know, um, I've been a prima donna all my life. Uh, it just happens to be cyber now um, that I'm a prima donna on, and I speak on all kinds of insurance topics. I teach a lot, and I am been in the business for. Well, I'm. I'm going to bet that I'm going to be the oldest woman that you're going to have on the podcast. Okay, I'll take that bet. Let's see what happens. Okay. okay. <laughs> I will be 70 next month. So I'm, and I'm, wow. oh, yeah, I'm still active. I've been in it for 53 years, right out of high school. So yeah, I'm a cyber diva and insurance is sexy to me. Okay. So we, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think if we, emphasize I love that. More, yeah, if we emphasize it more to people the correct way, we'll be able to attract more people. And I don't mean it to be sound. Sexy is different things to different people. Okay. Um, I, I, uh, I consider certain kinds of attractiveness sexy and other people don't, you know, so it just depends on, on what you can sexy. Um, I think somebody, something sexy has to be attractive. 
which we have good benefits, we have wonderful pay, that's attractive, mm. um, has to be a bit alluring. Um, there has to be a challenge to it. Um, that's the way I like my men too, challenging. Um, <laughs> smart. I, I, you got to be smart, okay? And you have to be up to a challenge. I mean, let's face it, we deal with a lot yeah. of different kinds of people. And we deal with a lot of um, constant change, constant change. So it's it's interesting, but I think it's sexy. That's just that's just me. Okay. <laughs> I and I I love that. I love that. And I think we'll we'll definitely come back to that because I definitely want to talk about what what we can do to make mm-hmm. it. Because um, I think insurance is one of those. Uh, once you're in it, you're like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Why wasn't I here earlier? Yeah. Um, but from the outside world, it doesn't. So I definitely want to want to come back to that. But before we do that, there's always a question that I ask everyone. Insurance career, was that your choice or a chance? No, it was a chance. Um, I, I happened <laughs> to be, I was working part-time while I was in school, two hours a day at an insurance agency. The minute I got out of school, someone spotted that and said, insurance experience. And I got hired as a death claim clerk by Prudential Insurance, um, writing uh, checks on those little policies people used to have from the 20s and 30s that were dying. And that's what I started in the business. And then I just moved into different areas. I, I have done every job in an insurance office except accounting. I've sold agencies, bought agencies. I have done sales. I've done all the CSR work. I've done claims. I've done it all. And that's one of the things that's great about insurance. You can move if you don't like what you do. I'm so glad you said that. that. That's it. I'm so glad you said that. Sorry to jump in there because one of the reasons why I set up this podcast is I think um, a lot of uh, women, and that doesn't actually relate yeah. to women, but it's women that I happen to work with. A lot of women, you know, get stuck in the role and, and they're quite unhappy and, and they either leave insurance or, or completely or they kind of, you know, exist. Um, and I'm always a big believer that actually that what, that's one of the greatest thing about insurance. You can oh. move and you can change because once you understand it, you can change. So talk to me more about it. If, if you know, from your experience um, and from what you've seen as well, being an educator in the field, how can you move? Like, what are these? Uh, what are the things to look for? How to have these conversations, etc. Well, you know, it depends on what you're doing and, and what you like. You know, most women in the industry, and in, now I'm in an agency, so we do personal mm-hmm. lines, we do commercial lines. A lot of people start in personal lines and then move to commercial. They'll find they'll say, "Well, personal lines is boring," so they move into commercial. Commercial lines is not boring under any circumstances because it's it's the one that's changing all the time. Some people starting claims don't like claims can find their way into something else. I've known people who were salespeople and said, you know what, I'm really not good at selling, but I love people. And we've gotten them jobs as companies field reps instead, so they can go to the agencies and promote the companies. So yeah, you've got all kinds of different jobs in the insurance industry. Once you're in the industry, somebody will help you move into something else if you're not happy where you are. And I've known uh, 
especially now here in the United States, we have a lot of job openings and I'm sure you do too in London. Um, we will, you know, I can make one phone call and get somebody a job. That's not a problem. It's, that's real yeah. easy right now. So if you're not happy with what you do and you think it's the business, if it is the business, then you should leave. Okay. Because you're not ever going to be happy, but if you like the people, and you like generally like the business, just find another position in it that you think you're going to be happier at. There's plenty of them, plenty of them. I think that's a good point because there's two things that people often don't separate. They think, well, I don't like my job, so I have to leave the company. But that's not necessarily the case because you might enjoy the company. You might enjoy the line that you work in, in uh, personal, commercial, or even more specific what the type of product you're selling. It could be the role itself so it's the skill like you said well i like being around people for me i was you know i started as a broker and i've realized the longer i continue being a broker more it's about um sort of interacting with people being out there out and about and actually i'm much better behind the scenes on operations and that's why i strived and, and really enjoyed um but i was able to make that transition and i think that's that's very good thing so if you're thinking i'm not happy separate is it the company is it the role mm -hmm. if it's the company i agree with you move on <laughs> you yeah. know to find something else um but if it's the role then have a chat internally and see okay what are the skills what is it that i i mean we're not going to 100 percent always love our job but what's no. the 90 percent that we're looking for and where the skill set sits uh, i like that it's a good way of separating it and there's and there are plenty of people that will help you um you know, just like our, this podcast, I hope hmm. women that are listening to this podcast say, okay, I, I'm not happy. Um, who can hmm. help me move? There are thousands of women on LinkedIn that you can turn okay. to and say, this is what I do now. What should I try instead? And they'll give you help. They'll give you suggestions and tell you what other things you can do. You didn't like being a broker. You like behind the scenes. I did behind the scenes for years. I don't want to do behind the scenes. I'm better off out front. Now I'm not a yes. good salesperson. Um, I'm a technician by trade. Mm -hmm. I mean, I came up through the ranks, so I'm, I'm really a, I'm really an insurance policy reader. One of those kinds. In fact, yes. I've threatened to, um, get one of those, um, shows on um what is it that site where you can sit there and and sell pornography i think i'll just sit there naked and read insurance policies <laughs> there's somebody out there who want to watch me read insurance policies naked i'm sure and pay for it so <laughs> hey, i'm loving this always make a dollar in this business somehow you know well, that is so that is so true and i think i think you linked to a to an interesting point i had a conversation with someone recently who said you know i would love to use more linkedin and connect with other women i don't um you know i don't have time to always go to all these events you know in london and i'm sure in america you have that mm -hmm. as well there are events that are networking events but you know not everyone has time to always make it and then yeah. you don't make to one and then you have another three four months before you make it again um, I said, you know, when I see these women on LinkedIn, I just don't know how to write to them. I don't know what to say. So what, what would be 
you know, what would you think be the opener, um, a good opener if someone was to reach out? You know, what I usually see, someone will send me a message on LinkedIn. First, they'll, try, they'll connect. They'll ask to connect. Hmm. And they'll send me a message and say, I've seen your LinkedIn posts. Um, I'd like to talk to you about such and such. The same as you did, actually. I mean, hmm. you and I just... We've only been uh, touch in touch on LinkedIn for a couple months now, and mm. just speak up. Go send a message and say, "Gee, I'd like to to get involved in a conversation. Can you help me?" And people will help you. They're not going to mm. turn you down for help. Um, all of the women that I know that have wonderful podcasts are more than happy to refer you to somebody that can help. Everybody yeah. wants I, I agree. I agree. I, I call it, um, I, I've gone through a phase of being very afraid, this is a few years ago, of being afraid to reach out and ask for help because there was this pressure around you need to find a mentor. And, you know, uh -huh. it's like, then we need to have these six sessions. And I'm like, where am I going to speak to this person for six sessions? And I never ended up reaching out. And now I like to call it one of mentoring. So, you know, I contact you. I like something about your profile. And I go, hey. You know, I like this. I think, you know, I would love to be more confident and call myself cyber diva. Like, how do you go about doing it? I'd, I'm sure you would get on the call with a person like that who's very specific sure. in their question, right? Sure. Well, I, there are coaches on LinkedIn. Mm. Um, there are coaches that coach coaches who coach coaches. I, I posted about that one time. Um, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. But there are also people who will just help. Um, yeah. You know, how did I come up with Cyber Diva? I, I don't know. I was looking for a title, and I wanted it to be Cyber something or another, and and it just hit me. And there's a there are some other people on here who call themselves divas. Um, mm, there are yeah. there are a lot of different people on here, and I, and I, it was just a it was just a moniker I I took, and um, yeah, I don't know. It worked. It was just. It, it was just cute. And, you know, sometimes um, women are, the, the, because insurance is male dominated, though it is changing, but it certainly, you know, has been for, for years. Um, and there is, I think there is a difference between male and female. And then what I like mm -hmm. to call a sort of feminine and masculine energy, which is a very different, uh, you know, all sure. behaviors. And I think words such as sexy, diva, et cetera, obviously uh, come across as much more feminine. So, um, but there is there is a conversations that I often have where women are well I don't really wear lipstick because I don't want to you know be too feminine or I don't wear a dress because of something and you know they they try and bring on that masculine energy. Um, have you had experience because of the title and because of the I love the feminine energy the kind of you bring with your profile? Have you ever had a pushback with any clients anyone like that? I said well I don't feel you know, comfortable, I don't want to do business or, you know, I'm potentially going to extreme, but have you ever had any of that negative feedback? I have to tell you, no. Um, I, yeah. and I'll tell you why. I, even though I, um, maybe because of my sense of humor, number one, I have always <laughs> been me. Okay. I have yes. never tried to be somebody else or what somebody else wanted. And right from the start, when I started into the sales, I realized that 
there are different kinds of people. Okay. Um, I work mostly with men and mm -hmm. because most of the business owners are men still. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. they are used to women salespeople now. Um, mm -hmm. Back 30 years ago, they weren't as used to it. I dressed appropriately. Okay. I wasn't all dolled up. Um, I dressed in a nice pantsuit. Normally I wore a pantsuit because especially in, in the industrial world, you get into mm. dirty places. I mean, you're not, there's, we get into some really filthy places and I wear good solid bottom shoes. And to take someone who's younger, I, I had a young lady with me one day and I said, we're going to, we're going to this plant tomorrow. I said, wear appropriate shoes. And she says, well, I'll wear tennis shoes. I said, no, 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 no. Appropriate shoes are something with a hard bottom on it because you were going to step on steel pieces. Steel pieces mm -hmm. might come up to touch your feet. So you have to learn as you, as you go along how to dress, how to talk to people. Um, you know, I might go in the first time in a dress. And once I see how everybody else there dresses, then I go back in and, and dress the way they dress. And I've, mm. I've never had that kind of a problem. I've, in fact, I had one gentleman I had on a pair of heels. He was a character and he had hardwood floors in his office. And I, I came into his office and it was making a clump clump, you know, as you do in, in heels on hardwood floors. Yeah. He said, don't <laughs> you worry about it, honey. I like that sound. That's okay. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, you, you talk about the change of insurance, you know, you've seen it um, across the years. Has there been a big change? You know, we often talk about, there's some people that say out there, you know, stop talking about diversity, stop talking about women, you know, it's it's there, it's fine, it's topic, topic over. Um, but do you, do you think it has changed a lot? Do you think a lot of work has been done over the years? Um, are we done with it? The actual work we do hasn't changed. I'm doing yeah. the exact same work that people have done for 50 years in this business. We do it on computers. Now that's all. That's the only difference. Um, has it changed for women? Yes, it has. Not enough, mm. but it has. And it's our own fault. I'm going to tell you mm. that. Okay. Because yeah. We don't, because we don't try and do sales. Now you, you mm. weren't happy in sales. Um, more women should try sales. And I think the way we're going to break yeah. open insurance companies more is by having more women selling at agencies because then we'll have the ability to say, hey, I've produced this much business. This is what I want, okay? It comes down to money. Sorry, but it comes it down does. to money. Yeah, it does. Um, if, if I am a female producer and I'm the top producer in the agency, guess what? Bottom line is bottom line. I'm the queen. Okay. Mm -hmm. I worked with a woman in life insurance that was that way. And she was the top female salesperson for Metropolitan Life Insurance Company. And she had her own two private secretaries and the guys were furious. And, and basically they looked at him and said, when you produce as much as she does, then that's what you're going to get. So in sales, we're equal. 
that's that's one area where we can force ourselves to be equal whether somebody likes it or not and i think the more of us that get into sales the better off we're going to be i think that way we can demand more at the companies in the way of boards of directors having more women because more women are out there producing the product that's my opinion okay that's i think i think that makes actually a lot of sense because that's the that is the place of power isn't it i mean um and historically women not to say other roles are not valuable but historically women are seen in the supportive roles and not the driving um and and you know there's a, there's always conversation around is not that the agents brokers underwriters are the only people important in the business because you can't run the business without all the other roles but i think you have a point around the sales roles or, or the money-making roles that are deemed mm -hmm. to more women and these roles more empowering that there is i think that's a very interesting point to to consider because i looked recently at the insurtech space and again there's great work being done in the insurtech space but actually finding female so you think insurtech pretty new parts of insurance you would think you know very much diverse etc because it's new um, but actually, the number of female founders of insurtechs is very low. Yeah. And again, I think it goes to the point you're making here. It goes as a power of sale, of risk-taking, investment, sure. all these skills and experiences that potentially, statistically, is just not the places women women operate. It isn't, and it should be, because I will tell you mm. from experience, women are more trusted than men in sales. And I'm going to say mm -hmm. that in a generality in the financial world, okay, be it life insurance, right. um, stock market, property and casualty insurance. If you take a mature woman, and I'm not saying mature age, I'm saying a mature woman mm -hmm. with a good education and send her out in sales, she will do a much better job and she will sell more than a male because she's mm -hmm. more trusted and it's a natural instinct. And this is crazy, but it's your mother. Okay. Mm -hmm. I trust my mother and look at this woman. She looks like my mother. Mm. It's a, just a natural instinct that we have to trust a woman more than we trust a man. And I say, take advantage of it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I'm actually, that's, that's a, I want, I'm sure there is hundreds of studies on this as well, isn't it? Let's I'm say sure that. So that's, yeah, that's, sure a, that's a really good point. I mean, okay, so do you have any um, book, podcast, anything like that, that if someone wants to get more into sales, develop that kind of skill that you would recommend? And I appreciate um, I'm getting off top of your head. <laughs> um, I, there is, if there's a good insurance podcast called Awkward Insurance. It's not just women, it's women and men uh, mm -hmm. overall in the business, which is excellent. And there is a young lady that I follow. Um, there's one called Bound and Determined, Meg McKean. Mm -hmm. And Meg was in corporate and she was in sales and she didn't like the direction it was going for her. And she decided to start her own consulting company because she didn't like the right. way people were being trained. And she yeah. has a wonderful podcast. Uh, she brings different people on and talks about that, how we can change the industry overall, not just women, men too, mm -hmm. in, into, into different 
different versions of themselves and not the old version of go out and pound on doors constantly. Everybody doesn't do it the same. And you need to find your own way of, of doing things. And so those are two that I that I listen to. There's just so many. I, I, I can't even, you know, <laughs> you're just, and now let me tell you what I like about yours. You have hmm. designated 100 people. So at the end, you can stop yours and say, I've done my 100 person podcast. Yeah. I, I want to do a podcast, but I hate to start one and then not develop it. Okay. So until I can yeah. figure out how to develop it, I don't want to start it. Okay. But you've got a perfect situation. You can do your 100 and then say, okay, I'll start my next 100. And it's wonderful. I, I saw that and I thought, gosh, that's a good idea. She set her boundaries <laughs> right off the bat. So. And I thank you. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you definitely had to be up there. And um, but it's it's been to be honest with you, the the hundred women I, I kind of thought, okay, well that gives me about three years, you know, I'll take my time with it and find my hundred women. And it's been incredible. I I've I've even posted recently about it. I didn't think I was biased about women in insurance, but it turns out I was because oh I God. thought it will be hard to find 100 women. And now I'm in a point of like, I think I should have made it 1,000. <laughs> you know, because there's just so many amazing women. You just make it 100, no problem. So no, I, I, I appreciate that. I mean, you spoke about at the beginning about the insurance and you've touched on it about um, growing an insurance and, and, and the great podcast. We'll definitely put some links um, in the notes so, so people can access those. Um, making insurance sexy. I mean, what would you say you would want people to know about insurance uh, to, to, before they get into it? What, what do you think we should be you know, talking more about? I think we should be talking more about the fact that it does have a variety of, of jobs. Okay. You can, you hmm. can change a lot. Obviously we, we make decent money. Now we're not, we're not hiring people at $160,000 or 160,000 pounds a year um, in this industry, but you can make a good living. We get excellent hmm. benefits, obviously. Uh, we, if you, if you like something that's new and changing and challenging, I think we can be that to those kinds of people. Um, if you are the kind of person that doesn't want to learn anything new and doesn't want to change, it's not for you. Okay. And you've got to love people. We are a people business. I don't care if you're in sure tech, you're still a, we're still a people business. We're dealing with people and businesses on a daily basis. And I don't think we get out there and promote ourselves enough to the general public either. We, we come across as slimy. Um, mm. Yeah, we, we don't come across. And then, of course, when things happen like insurance companies pulling out of states, it's like those terrible insurance companies, you wouldn't want to work mm. for one of them. Well, once you understand the business, and you understand why it functions, you, you realize what's happening. But a lot of wonderful people are in this business. And I yeah. think talking about the business more and more to people can bring more people in. We're gonna need a quarter of a million people in this business over the next 10 years. That's a lot of people. Mm. 
and they're out there. It's a lot of people. Yeah, they're yeah. out there. Yeah, and uh, people like computers. You know, we used to say you hired somebody with a wonderful personality because they talk to the clients. Now you hire people that have computer skills. When I talk to somebody and I say, do you want to sit in front of two screens on a computer all day for eight hours and email? Because that's what you're mm -hmm. doing if you're in, an, in, an, in a CSR position. And mm -hmm. some people say, yeah, I love computers. I, that, that's fine for me. Some people yeah. say no. So you've got to find them another position. So yeah, there's a lot out there we can do to bring people into the business. We just have to, we have to start promoting it better. And it is sexy. And I think I'm going to get a t-shirt that says that insurance is sexy. I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. We should definitely get some more. of those out there. I like, yes, I'll send you yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that because I think you know, um, and and uh, we can, I can, I have so many questions. We can, you know, run forever, but we do have to sort of try and wrap it up. But you talked about the human piece, and and that's a topic that I talk a lot about as well. You know, social media is becoming quite a popular tool to kind of show the human side of insurance mm -hmm. and promote it. But there are people out there that. Um, you know, and these are maybe that's not in America, but certainly in London, we have a bit of a, a, a battle at the moment where some people say when you're on LinkedIn and, you know, you're starting to share a bit more of your day in life or, or whatever it is, you're not being professional. And, and you know, my argument always is, well, the future of this industry is currently doing dances on TikTok. So, you know, sharing the fact that I'm having a good meeting with someone today or, or we did something, um, volunteering work or whatever, just showing that human side. I feel like that's that's not overstepping and actually helping. And I and the other day I posted, I had seen something on Facebook and I reposted it myself and I put a picture of a pillow in and I said, I leave my husband love notes every morning. This morning's love note was, I didn't suffocate you last night with this pillow. I got more wonderful reactions from that. I mean, <laughs> I'm over a thousand. I saw that. It was brilliant. It was just cute. And no, it wasn't professional. It was not the least bit mm. professional, but sometimes you got to do that. You got to show a little bit of your real self and people want to see your real self, not just salesy you and insurance you or whatever business you're in. You got to show a little bit of yourself in it. And I think people hesitate to do that. Uh, and if somebody doesn't like you, you know, block them. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> That's it. That's it. I love that. I mean, okay, so to wrap up, if you were to say what has insurance, because of insurance, you've managed to experience this event, uh, travel, meeting, you know, something, what, what, what was your best experience in insurance? so far i've traveled a lot from the because of the insurance companies uh, alaska hawaii down the rhine um and the people i have met so many wonderful people there are just so many in this business i'd have never met you we would no, never no. Have met 
Okay. I know you're over there. There's lots of people in insurance in London. Um, LinkedIn has brought us all together. That's mm -hmm. the wonderful thing. I wish it had been around 30 years ago. I think women right. would be much further in insurance if it had been around. And I think we need to use it a lot more to help each other out. And men, I'm, I, I don't want to mean men shouldn't too, because there are a lot of wonderful, wonderful men in this business yes. that have helped me, especially in the education end. They really, uh, I've had some gentlemen that have really helped push me more into that because they say that's, that's where you should be. That's, that's what you're good at. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, the people and the travel. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I love that. And, you know, I appreciate we didn't even touch on your, um, educational piece, which I was very interested in, but <laughs> I feel like we, you know, we've run off, so we need a part two. That's what it's ranking up to. Yeah. <laughs> We need we need a part two to that. But now I really, really enjoyed this conversation and really enjoyed having you part of the podcast. Oh, well, thank and, you so um, much for asking me. I love doing these. I, I um, this is I think this is my fourth and I get I get more wound up as I do each one. Each one. <laughs> so, the next person is going to have a Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. No, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, we'll we'll keep in touch and I'm sure we'll, we'll do more conversations as well. I'm sure there will be more conversations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Help us spread the word by following us on LinkedIn and TikTok at 100 Women in Insurance. Rate our podcast and share it on your social media platforms. Remember, this is a podcast for you, so your opinion matters to us. If you have any recommendations or comments, please get in touch through our social media. We would love to hear from you. See you in our next episode.